Before this podcast starts, we have a couple things we would like to let you know about. First, we have some big plans for the future. We are so excited for where this podcast is going, but we really need some help. We both have full-time jobs along with church and family. And here are some ways that you can help. Share our posts, subscribe, and leave a review. Also, we would like to buy better equipment, and we also have some plans for the future that are going to need funding. You can either become a monthly or a one-time listener supporter. The link is in the show notes. Or you can buy us a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash breaking taboo, or you can click the link in the show notes. Next thing is, me and my husband are going on AIM to Japan. You can support us one of three ways. Text to give. You can text AIM206 to 71777. Or you can buy a t-shirt or hoodie from our shop on Bonfire called Seek and Save Apparel. Or you can become a partner in missions. To find more information on anything, please visit our Instagram page, Romans to Japan or Breaking Apostolic Taboo. Thank you for joining and we are so excited for this week's episode. Everybody and welcome back to Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I am Bailey and I am Alicia and I almost called myself Alicia. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. I really did. I almost said, "And I am Alicia." But I am Alicia. I am Bailey Romans. And I'm Alicia. Anyways, so if you could see us right now, <laughs> actually, you know what? Hindsight, I'm pretty sure I've almost called myself Bailey Romans a couple times. Probably. If you can see us right now, we are currently wrapped up in blankets. It's cold. In a room. And recliners. (laughs) With the feet propped up. With our feet propped up and comfortable. I just Uh, realized it said feet. I said it too. Feet. Because you said feet too. I know. I said feet. Inappropriate. Uh, Oh well. Oh well. I mean... It is what it is. So, today, we are going to be talking about church hurt. One of my favorite things to talk about. The way he just said that. It was just kind of weird. I'm sorry. Church hurt. I have been in a weird mood today. I was extremely hyper and energetic. And, like, halfway through the day, I got extremely depressed. And now I'm in this, like... I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. I'm just like right in the middle, <laughs> and I don't know. Living, I don't know what's up with me. I don't know. I've been in a funk lately, so I don't know. I'm fixing yeah. to go on vacation. That's not, what it is. You've not got really. vacation brain. I mean, it's not really a vacation, but it's something. So, so we're talking about church hurt. Probably one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. I get pretty fired up. I think it, I think it. we talk about it, or you love to talk about it, and I kind of love to talk about it, mostly because no one does talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, we actually need to take a poll one of these days to figure out who, if, who, who are, where our listeners are coming from, whether they come from the church or they yeah. come from, you know, they don't have any religious beliefs or, yeah. or they no longer have those religious beliefs or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Just so 
thing, kind of. I think a good chunk of our audience is currently in church. Now, I don't know y'all's backgrounds, but by what I see, like, our engagement and stuff, I think most of y'all currently go to church. Um, But the thing is, you can be going to church and still have church hurt. Yeah, I think there are um, maybe different levels of church hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the minor, there's the... And then the major. I honestly yeah. believe that, like, it depends on your resilience and, like, yeah. the way you handle yeah. how other people... My are. personal experience with church hurt, um, I've only been to, well, it's four now, kind of, technically. I've only ever gone to four churches in my whole 24 years of living. Uh, I went to one church from the time I was one to seven, and then we moved... And I stayed there till I was from about 7 to 12. I've been at my current church since I was 12. And uh, I was a music director at another church for a little while. But when my dad had a stroke, we had to move him back here. And we came back here and we decided to stay here. And so I've only ever really been. I've, and the thing is, one of my pastors from... One church was my pastor when I moved still. So, I don't feel like I have a lot of experience with church hurt. I feel like I've been more people hurt. Yeah. Than church hurt. Um, But it was people in the church. It came from the church. Well, I mean, would you... I would just classify it as the same thing. I mean, like... Yeah, because when I go to the two churches from back home, um, if I went there... They would ask me, when are you coming home? They'd ask me, like, when are you going to come back home where you belong? And, like, one of the churches I haven't been to since, I, I mean, I haven't gone there since I was seven. I don't, I don't think I hardly know a lot of people that still go to that church. Mm-hmm. If, if I do, they're, they're elders. I don't know anybody my age in that church anymore. And so, because a lot of them have moved on and. That church that I'm talking about specifically has a daughter work in Dallas and all this stuff. Like, you know, I just, I don't really right. know them. It's like, why would I come back somewhere that I left when I was seven and I don't really know anybody? This isn't my home. And I just get uncomfortable when I go. And so it's not really church hurt for that. I'm uncomfortable. Now, there are people in that church that I'm not happy with because of what happened with my family. Because mm-hmm. my family grew up going to that church. So, there's some stuff that happened that didn't make me happy, and it could have made my family go backwards. But we took it and we grew instead of take it and dwell on it, you know? Yeah, and I think that a lot of people, um, we were in church and whenever we get hurt, and I can say we because I've been hurt by the church. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we get hurt, we just kind of like project that onto God and our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard a phenomenal message the other day and I was like, God is not a man. Which, mm-hmm. you know, we all know. Yeah. Logically, we know that he's not a man, but yet mm-hmm. there are times where we treat him like such. Yeah, he's not going to fail us like a man would. Yeah. And he's not going to treat us It was a really good would. message, but um, I know that you said that you had experience, like, people hurt. Is there any 
can you give me like an example yeah i can um the one that happened i would say most recently i feel like i can only necessarily go off of that because i was an adult at the time Mm -hmm. um the pastor i had been under most of my life well there was a period in time where i had two pastors but i'm just gonna be honest i didn't look at one of them as my pastor because i didn't hardly know them right i went to a church that had two pastors and it was really hard. I kind of had church hurt with other churches because of the way they treated my church. We got called the two-headed serpent and all this yeah. other stuff because we had two pastors. The thing is, one of the pastors was more laid back, relaxed. He worked better with people one-on-one and was good at being hands-on and dealing with the church people itself. Right. The other pastor was high strung. <laughs> he was oh crazy and excited and he his messages were like blow your mind theological. He was very smart. He could do he was more out there and could do more things. Just like be a generalized pastor and handle and handle some details behind the scenes. Right. That the other pastor was dealing with the church people. And so but I only really dealt with one of them because they had been my pastor since I was a little kid. Right. Well, he failed. Mm -hmm. He failed me as a pastor. And I learned right after my wedding that he had a bunch of issues going on. He left the church. Um, He had left the church. He was backsliding, um, left his family and everything. And that was my man of God. That was who I looked up to, who I aspired to be. And so I don't, a lot of what's happened to me isn't necessarily the church itself hurt me. It was more like the man of God hurt me. And I think a lot of times people can get confused between the church hurt me and the man of God hurt me. I could have let that situation derail me because he had been my pastor since I was a kid. The man's doing great now, by the way. He's been, him and his family are back together. Everything's been resolved. He's been preaching again. He's been, you know, involved in ministry again. He's doing very well um, now. But uh, I think sometimes we get confused with the church has hurt me and the man of God has hurt me. Now, I think a lot when people talk about church hurt, I think they may be talking about organizations specifically um, because there's a lot of organizations that are messed up but there also are churches that can like as a whole there are toxic churches the people in the church don't want new people they don't want change they don't want growth so they'll do whatever they can to keep what they want Mm -hmm. and I I've seen those churches my dad for a while pastored a small church out in the middle of nowhere and it was almost all family and they didn't want the church to grow right they wanted it to just be their family and that's it and so i think a lot of times we get that confused man of god hurt or the church body as a whole hurt me i haven't ever really been hurt by a church body my whole life it's only been by one person hurting me well i think that I think that when people say the church hurt them, I don't think that they're talking about like a... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you've like actually been hurt by a whole entire church, then mm-hmm. shame on that church. But I think when people say they have church hurt, I don't necessarily think that it is 
a full church. I think what they're talking about is that people in the church have heard yeah. that. And, but they label it as church hurt because, honestly, I mean, I, I don't see the difference between the whole body and one person. The whole, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, we're all... I was just thinking, like, a lot of... I think that's where we do go wrong when we talk about church hurt is because immediately people think, well, what has the church done to you? What have they done to hurt you? And then you say, well, this person, and then you're like, well, you're not church hurt. Somebody hurt you. Maybe we need to rephrase it, but that's how we talk about it. We yeah, talk about it I'm as like, church hurt. But the thing is, one person is the body, you know. It's a part of the body. And so if we have a hand and I'm the thumb and Alicia is the pointer finger, if one of us is messed up, the hand's not going to work right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's technically church hurt, yeah. you know. I, I, yeah, I, it's, I, that's the way I see it. I mean, like, if one, mm-hmm. if one person hurts you or if a whole entire church hurt you, well, then it's both church hurt, in my yeah. eyes, because yeah. we're all, you know, but... I think we just get confused sometimes, because that's usually what people think, yeah. like, what and did I've, the church I've heard, do? I've heard multiple stories of people saying, you know, oh, this one person, you know, this one person failed me, or I looked up to this one person, and blah, 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 Yeah. Two... Two things. One, uh, even Lucifer fell. Yeah. Okay, Lucifer's right next. We don't put our faith in man. Mm-hmm. And that's something for me that I had to really change because I, you know, one of the spiritual leaders in my life who I really look up to, you know, I wouldn't be here to, today without them. Um, you know, they have their faults. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. They're, they're human beings. We all yeah. Are. That's one thing I love about my pastor. He says that. He's like... You think I'm perfect? <laughs> you should come see me at home, or you should come yeah, see me. Yeah, like we're like, all no. human beings. Like we, and so like while I do look up to them, and while I you know trust them about a lot of things in my life, I'm not gonna put my faith in them because, mm-hmm. or all my faith in them. Like it's, yeah, nah. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not gonna. Yeah, put, you like, can't let one little thing derail you and be like exactly. my life my walk with god is not based upon now i will say my country. situation was a little traumatic mm-hmm. uh, the whole church was extremely affected i mean it was literally was a blow-up situation well i know the situation in which you're talking about yeah yeah i just is... don't want to say too much just because oh the sure. lord's covered it it's been covered it's not but at the time i had just gotten married like two months before this all happened maybe not even two months I was newly married. This man was in my wedding, and all this other stuff. Like literally, no. I mean, I was so traumatizing, and like our church could have derailed at that point. We quite did the opposite. We flourished and thrived, and we're bigger now than we've ever been. And I mean, just it could have derailed us. But I think with church hurt, a lot of this could. A lot of church hurt might could have been prevented or sidestepped if we maybe realized that they're pe- like the people are just people. They're not going to be perfect. If I'm going to get mad because Sister So-and-so said something about me, yeah, that shouldn't affect me necessarily. Now, is it right of her Absolutely. to say that? No. But also, you can take it with a grain of salt because you know better. Yeah. But Does it make I, you happy? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And me, myself, and I, like, I think, um, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. you're a man of God, the person you're talking about, you know, I think mm-hmm. we could not relate to this, but kind of relate to this, like, 
just the fact that our business was aired out there is really aggravating. Uh, you know, yes. I don't mean like in, in some situations it's unavoidable, you know, because yes. people, um, but like also like, I don't know, and we've, we've covered this in another topic too, but I think, and maybe this is also something that contributes into her church hurt, you know, cause mm-hmm. this, it would have, I've been hurt by the church and it was because of this also, mm-hmm. but like it, it spreads like yeah. wildfire. People do not know how to keep their mouths shut. They don't know how to realize, like, okay, this isn't my situation. We don't talk about this. It doesn't this. mean it's gossip. It's and they're always like, oh, well, I'm just telling you to pray about it. No, you're telling me so you can run your mouth. Yeah, no, you want to like, gossip about it. You want to gossip. That's you a spirit in the Bible. That. The Bible calls that a spirit. I cannot stand it, and I, I find it so rampant in the church yeah it's very bad and i can see how it would affect and And a lot of people people. try to justify it with that saying i'm just telling you this so you can pray with me about it or pray about it and 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 i'm like it's not your business i don't need to know no everything that tom dick and sally went through now i may tell my husband like oh hey or like you i tell you a lot of things that i hear about just because i want you to pray like you and him are like the only people maybe my mom are the only people i will tell if i hear something i'm like oh dear god but the difference the difference between me you and taylor talking about this is that it stays within us three yeah it does and also we're not just talking about it to gossip no we're talking like we're legitimately concerned and we're legitimately going to bind together in prayer now yeah. over this yeah. situation and there yeah, are times where you, there are times where you don't even tell me everything yeah. you just say like hey this situation's going on pray about it yeah or you don't even tell me hey this situation you're just like hey this person has something going on you need mm-hmm. to pray all right absolutely yeah but a lot of people do it out of the wrong spirit now i will say have i messed up yeah I've probably got, like, I, I know I've gossiped before. I know I have. Mm-hmm. And I just, maybe I see that now, like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Well, everyone's guilty of gossiping. And We're like, all guilty of it. But, but also, I'm thankful that the stuff I did never got aired out. Like, I know some situations have. I'm thankful. But I also don't really tell a lot of people. Like, I just don't. And what happened with me wasn't necessarily public. And so... We did good about keeping it private. It wasn't nothing big like a situation with you. And yeah, I mean, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I knew that exactly all the time. what happened. But I mean, like it's 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 a problem, and I think that it has just it's run rampant. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're yeah. all guilty of Cosby. Yeah. I will say that. But I think there is a difference in, like, just gossiping to gossip. Yeah. And then gossiping and then realizing you're wrong and then you stop Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And then just, like, or the other side of it, gossiping to gossip and then realizing it and then be like, well, I'm not going to change my actions, you know? Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Uh, How do you think we can avoid being hurt by the church do you think there's things we could do that maybe would help us not be as hurt like 
as individuals as or individuals as a church to avoid church hurt as individuals and maybe as a church if you want to speak on something as a, about the church um as individuals i we're all different we're all unique we all have our own specific outlook and perspective on things you know um mm-hmm. and i feel like we say this a lot and you know but we say it a lot because it is true um your walk with God and your relationship with God is not based off people. Yeah. And it shouldn't be based off people. And you, if you have gone through your life unscathed by church hurt, you are a lucky, lucky person. And I hope you're never experiencing it at all. But I think on a realistic level, everyone has experienced church hurt before. Mm-hmm. I think we all know Jesus experienced church hurt. I mean, he, he, he got killed by... He straight up was, like, hung on a cross, guys. Yeah. You know, so I, we, um, we as individuals will never not experience it, I don't think, but yeah. in order for us individually to overcome it, mm-hmm. it honestly depends on our walk with God and how strong and stable we are in that because we're not going to avoid it at all as much as I would love to sit here and be like we as a church can do this and this and this to put into play practice and avoid church hurting people I am realistic I know that (laughs) people are people and we're stupid sometimes and there are moments where we forget we have the Holy Ghost, and we set it aside for, like, a hot minute, even though we shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm driving down the road, I'm going to get angry, yes, because someone cut me off in traffic. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, set aside my anger, try to anyways, but there are some times where I'm just like, all right, let's race, buddy. And then, oh, you know. Lord. I don't do that. <laughs> For legal reasons, I do not do that. Oh, my God. But <laughs> to answer your question, to I, I mean, like, there's no way to avoid church hurt. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Getting hurt by somebody or someone or something, we're, we're not going to avoid that at yeah. all. But in, in order for us to really make it not affect our walk and, like, our relationship with God, it really your relationship has to be solidified enough that yeah, and your yeah, it's gonna matters. hurt. Yeah, and your response does matter to this because like I'm one of those people. I'm a, I'm 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 guilty of of maybe speaking before I pray about a situation or pray about you know something like because I'm sorry, but someone's gonna come at me or I hear something about gossip. Because, I mean, yeah. gossip is just a sore spot with me. Yeah. It, it genuinely is. So when I hear that my name has been in other people's mouths. Yeah. When it really shouldn't be in their mouths. Because yeah. you don't know the situation. You yeah. don't know what's going on. I mean, we've all played the game of telephone. We all know how, how things get mistranslated and mis you know construed yeah. and stuff like that yeah so, i've talked yeah. about that before yeah so you you don't don't have it in my business anyways so obviously like i think we can all hear it in my tone of voice that if i hear about something like that i think there are times i'm guilty of maybe 
reacting before I pray about it <laughs> and before I see. I think we all have had those moments. And if you don't have that moment, well, then you, you are so blessed. You are so spiritual, and I look up to you, and I aspire to be that. But we're also human. Yeah. So don't lie. I guess to answer my own question, um, I don't think it's preventable. But like you said, your response matters. How you respond to a situation matters. And also sometimes we do have to realize we are emotional beings. And we can overthink things. And we can sometimes make something bigger than what it is. I've done that before um, with, with my song. I don't know if I've told this story on here, but I know I've talked about it before. I wrote a song that was on a TBC album. And... I was in a bad emotional state. So, check yourself before you wreck yourself, folks. I wasn't doing good. I heard someone say something in a different conversation about my song. I don't I don't know what the conversation is because I've never approached that person because I don't like this person. I have never gotten along with this person. Um, and I heard them say something about my song and it sent me in a depressed spiral. Mm-hmm. And... I was, I walked in Brother Horsley's office and I broke down and I said, take the song off the CD. Nobody's going to like it. I don't want to do it. And ultimately, it obviously worked out fine. But if I could have stopped myself and realized maybe I didn't hear her right or Mm. maybe I read too much into this situation, maybe it wouldn't have hurt me as bad as it did. Maybe right. I'd look at that person differently today right. than I do now if I would have took the time to reevaluate not only me, but everything else. You know, I didn't hear, right. I wasn't in that conversation. I don't know what they said. I really don't know what they said. So sometimes we have to realize or look at it and be like, am I being too emotional? Am I overreacting? Could this really just be nothing? I, for me, I know that I think with my emotions, and I say think with my emotions because that's what it is. Because sometimes that's what it is. But there are times where, especially any big decision, like this one decision that I'm, I've made and, you know, I'm trying to get. Yeah, it's not settled. It's not settled yet. And that decision, I'm not thinking emotionally. Like, I'm thinking very logically. Yes. And I'm trying to, you know, separate myself emotionally emotionally from it all. Mm-hmm. You know. Our um, emotions fail us. They <laughs> are our downfall sometimes. Incredibly. But I am more along the lines of church hurt too, I think that I've seen from people is that um and you know, maybe this goes along with you know, maybe individuals hurting them, you know, which yeah, I mean, just being to, hurt. Yeah, just being hurt people. in general is that stuff is forced upon them mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily understand. Understand. Yeah. And I mean we've had we've, we've talked had about this, conversation yeah. with somebody yeah the other day about why we wear skirts and the way that we do, you know, and mm-hmm. uh 
Well, while we could give a good answer, mm-hmm. and we, we gave biblical, you know, scripture for it, yeah, we're also not going to sit there and force the person. We're not force-feeding them. We're not force-feeding. They ask this information, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that um, some churches have forced it. I remember listening or hearing about a new convert coming into the church and she, there were occasions where she still wore pants, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the elders in the current church that was between, you know, that's yeah. somewhere in the hemisphere um, yeah. that we live in. Um, one of the elders came up to her and was like, you cannot wear pants here. You have to wear skirts and da 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 And just basically was like, not giving her a chance to get it for herself. Yeah, exactly. They were just like forcing it on her. And I think that I've seen from a lot of people, especially backsliders, is that they've they've had this stigma mm-hmm. of being forced stuff. Yeah. Being They're forced being to do men. this. Being forced to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm like I think that there are some churches that do do that. And I think ultimately it hurts more than it helps. Yeah. That's one thing I love about my church. Um, at least you used to go to my church. And so we can say that, you know, she, you know, um, she understands what I'm saying. My pastor will not force people to do things they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I grew up my whole life wearing skirts, doing this, not cutting my hair, not doing this. And I did it out of obedience to my mother and father and never knew why I did it. And still as an adult, I struggle to tell people why I do this. And we shouldn't have people that are doing things they don't fully understand. But also when they get it and they get it from God and not a man, it grows their relationship with God. Because they got this from him and not a man. Yeah. I'm not following a man. I'm following God. Right. And so even though he is a man of God, that... That's a whole other story for another day. But, like, yes, he's a man of God. He is the pastor. He is your spiritual leader. But you understanding why I wear a skirt because God stepped in is so different than me telling you you have to wear a skirt. Exactly. Like, I think there's... And not... I mean, we use we use um, skirts as an example. Because we just had to... You know, because you just have the sows for some brain. But, I mean, like, it comes from, uh, there's so many things. Jewelry. Makeup. uh, Makeup. Haircutting. Beards. Mm -hmm. Um, the way, the fashion. Yeah. The way that we dress. The way that we act. Why we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Some aren't allowed to go to football games. Some aren't allowed to go to football games. Tattoos. No tattoos. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of these what we refer to as quote-unquote standards you know Mm -hmm. like we just call them standards instead of steps to holiness you know and holiness is a mindset that comes from Mm -hmm. god you know like i was telling somebody i'm like this is why i wear the skirts biblically yeah but like spiritually i wear it Mm -hmm. as a as an outward appearance of my inward relationship with God. Yeah. Like, I... We are called to be set apart. 
Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I used to wear short sleeves, mm-hmm. you know, and I was fine with that. But then God really laid on my heart, you know, you need to start wearing it below the elbow. Mm-hmm. And that's my own personal relationship. And I think even you yeah. have seen it that like, yeah, your sleeves have gotten longer because my relationship with God has grown deeper. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed, you know, so mm-hmm. stuff like that is doesn't need to be force fed to people. It needs to come mm-hmm. from a revelation of God. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. Now, I think as what could we do better as a church in preventing this from happening is we have to cut gossip off at the head. Yes. Um, because, and when I say cut gossip off the head, is you know the people in that church that like to gossip. Mm-hmm. I can tell you everybody in my church that likes to gossip. I can too. I can tell you. And the thing is, if they come to try to gossip to you, you shut it off. You don't let it happen. You shut it down. You say, we're not going to talk about that. No. You can be honest. I'm sorry. They know what they're doing a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And so, you shut it down. You don't talk about it. Um... Also, if you hear, maybe if you hear somebody saying something about someone, maybe you should go tell the person they're talking about. I heard this, and I figured you might want to deal with it. Yep. Um, Now, do not push your beliefs on other people. That hurts people. Just like you get mad at the world for trying to push things on you, uh, for you accepting things. You cannot get mad when people get mad at you for trying to push what you believe on them. Yep. Um, There is a fine medium between that and the world. My husband has that at work. He has a couple people that are non-binary at his job. And he forgets sometimes what they like to be called. But they don't hold it against him. They know what he believes. They know he's not being disrespectful though. Yep. Because he has tried to correct himself. They know he's not being disrespectful. He's not trying to hurt them. But he also, they also know what he believes and know he doesn't agree with that. So there is a line you can have with people. And so we can't force people to be the way we want them to be. Yep. I can never make Alicia be the way that I think she should be think there's a way that it should be no I was just using it as an example (laughs) I know I just wanted to clarify that real quick yeah no no actually I think Alicia could change this this and that (laughs) well just lay it on me oh my god but like anyways we've been talking for a long time about this a lot longer than I thought we would really but yeah we've been talking for like 30 minutes oh yeah I guess so didn't even realize but yeah so so yeah it's unavoidable but i think in order to maybe avoid hurting somebody look inwardly change yourself you know it all changed Mm -hmm. one person and then and if you're witness if you're being hurt by somebody check yourself before you wreck yourself like i had to yes and handle it the right way yeah the proper way exactly the, the God way. How would God handle it? The Lord. But then some people would say he flipped tables. I can't. And whipped. <laughs> he had a whip. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. But Jesus. He took time. But the thing is, make he's that. Jesus. He took time to The thing is, he's Jesus and that was his house. 
And they were disrespecting it. He took time to custom make that whip specifically for the people who were disrespecting his household. So I feel like he was justified. But But all I'm saying is... But that doesn't mean we're justified. This is true. We are not justified in doing this. Because I tell you right now, if I was justified to do it, I'd be coming up in a certain situation and be cracking my whip. You best believe. So, anyway. Anyways. So, well, we thank you a whole lot for joining us on this rambling other another rambling episode uh it feels like every episode is that it's legitimate every episode we just but the thing is we are trying to create an environment where you can talk about things that aren't comfortable and we literally want you to be able to have the conversations like we're having them absolutely like we were just chillaxing and you know some of those now alicia witnessed the conversation that wasn't chillax the other day we're not going to talk about that. We're going to end the episode. So, <laughs> we're talking about that after, off the record, not on the record. You're crazy. I am crazy. So, it's okay. Anyway, thank you it. for joining us on this episode of Breaking Apostolic Taboo. My name is Alicia. And I am Bailey. And let's, let's start, start talking. talking.